Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by the MLB returning. I don't really know what what to say. Uh, that and of course our big boy Kyle Shanahan and the big news uh, all about him today. That is basically not only is the show sponsored by that, but those are our topics today. We will first be starting with the MLB and the big question, are the SF Giants even coming back? Because right now it is not looking good, Ray. And then, of course, the big news concerning Kyle Shanahan and his contract extension and what we think about that. But first, as always, Raymond, why don't you let them know where can they find the Goldcast? Because it has expanded. It is bigger than ever before. That's right, and you can find us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast, and you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, and Spotify, all under the same moniker of the Goldcast. Like, subscribe, and comment because we certainly want to get your take on what has been the last few. The last few months have not been the greatest stream of news. Um, for not only the general public and general life, but also the sports world. So today was some pretty awesome news, especially if you're a 49ers fan, especially if you're a Gold Cast fan. So we're excited to talk about the news, and we certainly want to get your opinion on that. But yes, like us because we are everywhere. Because even those platforms I named, there's a bunch of others that exist out there that I never even heard of. We're on those too. The entire library is all out there for the interwebs. That is right. So Raymond... If they want to talk to you directly, where can they find you? Oh, just call or text. That's the best way. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me on Twitter at Ray Solis and on Instagram at Ray Solis One. That's R A Y S O L I S and the number one on Instagram. Awesome. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle uh, at I am. Rudy third. I am Rudy three R D. All right, here we go, gang. Baseball, the big question, are the SF Giants coming back? Will we see them play a season? You know, all this kind of hype about getting a rebuild, but now we're not even sure when that rebuild's gonna begin. And then of course, Kyle's big extension and what that means for our San Francisco 49ers. But first, the greatest fanalist in the game, he's here. And your professor fanalism, I'm in the building too. Classes in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Boys of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Salisa First, baby. And here we go. All right. So, Raymond, let's start with the MLB. Um, there's a phrase for what's going on in the MLB. And if your children are listening to this, tell them earmuffs right now. I believe it's called a major clusterfuck. That's what this is. I thought you were going to say foobar. <laughs> <laughs> a major clusterfuck. All right. Here, let's, let's just start. With this timetable, because this timetable is so crazy. You know, I get the updates on Bleacher Report all the time, Raymond. Mm. And it got to a point where we decided we it was finally time to really talk about this. And the 
the time the, the the updates of the back and forth for the MLB are so intense that I asked Raymond specifically, I said, can you find me a timeline for this entire situation? Because I don't even I could I couldn't begin to figure this out. There's been so much. So here we go. So on March 12th, the MLB commissioner or the MLB shuts down over coronavirus concerns. NBA did the same thing. NHL did the same exact thing. Put, uh, they were in the middle of spring training. As you know, we had our sponsor promoting spring training, trying to get you guys to go out there. Our apologies, that sponsor had nothing to do with us. So that was the first issue. Secondly, they were saying the season would be delayed at least two weeks, Ray. Oh, wow. How the naive bliss of a pre-COVID world. Uh, that's what they said on March 12th. March 27th comes around and the MLBPA, the Major League Baseball Players Association, they agreed to having prorated salaries, okay? So they agree they, they this this was the one that it seemed to be the the, the it, everything seemed to be kosher between everybody. They're going to get prorated salaries in exchange for a salary advance and some assurances about service time, okay? They would not sue because they wouldn't get their full season salaries, okay? And they wouldn't sue in the event of a canceled season, okay? They also agreed on prorated salaries in the event that the season would have to be shortened. So an 81-game season would supposedly pay out 50% of the usual salaries to the players, right? So it's 186 games. Uh, I'm sorry, 166 games, right? Wait, how many games are there? 162. 162, thank you. Yeah, 81. 81 is exactly half. 81 games. So if they cut this in half, then their salaries would get cut in half. It'd be prorated just based on the amount of games they played. Everyone seemed to be okay with this. This is probably the last time anyone agreed on anything with between the MLB. So they're going around. They're talking about various different ways they can do this. One thing they talked about was doing it in an isolated era, area like the way the NBA is going to be bringing back the NBA and Disney World. They were saying this would come back possibly in Arizona at the site of spring training. Remember our sponsors. So then uh, then they said Arizona and Florida, which is where the other the the uh, the other spring training takes place. It takes place in Florida and Arizona. They talked about Florida being a spot and then possibly even Texas. It started to get a little nebulous, but. Either way, it didn't really go very far. On May 11th, the MLB owners approve a revenue sharing plan. Okay, so after two months of hiatus, the MLB appeared to take its first steps towards reviving the season when the owners approved a plan for an 82-game season that would begin somewhere around July 4th, which is essentially a little bit less than a month from now. Okay, about a couple weeks, actually. Uh, That plan, though, included a revenue sharing proposal and apparently that got leaked to the media and before it was ever proposed and the players said, no, go. May 14th rolls around. We're getting close to my, my birthday. That was important. That's the most, that actually has nothing to do with the MLB, but I still wanted to say that. <laughs> the MLB asked, the, ML, the MLBPA wants MLB to open its books. If they want to do a revenue sharing model, then the Players Association wants to see wants the the full will be able to see all their books so they know exactly how much their money money they're getting during this revenue sharing plan. Now, Raymond, this is what's pretty crazy to me. These two, the the league and the players have been in association, you know, for I don't I don't know how long the Players Association has been around, but I mean it. This the, these guys have been 
This league has been around for 100 years. And it's just amazing to me that in 2020, the MLB goes, we'll do a revenue sharing plan. And the MLB is like, sure, open your books. And they're like, hell no. So it's like, <laughs> this is so shady. This is so shady. Like, the MLB Players Association, they seem... It's weird that they like you lack them. You you don't trust them that much that you are actually going to ask them to open their books, and then and then the MLB goes, yeah, no, we're not going to do it. So it actually makes the MLBA completely justified in wanting their books and wanting the books open because they're like, we'll open the books, and then the MLB is like, oh hell no. Yeah, how, how do you expect us to negotiate if we don't see what the numbers are? <laughs> right. It's so crazy. I was like, well, that actually makes the MLB completely justified. The MLBPA, the players, completely justified. Because if they knew how much they actually made, it would it would be like highway robbery. They'd be like, holy shit. You are not going to sweat. You know, the MLB could be shut down for, you know, I'm this is hyperbolic. But you could, you could be shut down for, you know, three three years straight and without breaking a sweat, you know, based on how much revenue they get from this. Oh, totally. Obviously I, I have no way to verify that. I'm just, just a <laughs> hyperbolic statement, but I would not be surprised if it was something that, that they could self-sustain for a, a, an extended beyond a single season. I mean, the, these guys drop $200, $200 million contracts on people. Like it ain't shit. Yeah. Bryce Harper got 330 million. You know, that, that means the next contract of the next big player. I mean, this has been happening. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I thought Mike Piazza's $90 million contract was a big deal. Then the $250 million contract of A-Rod came around that blew everyone out. And and A between A-Rod's contract and Bryce Harper's contract, that was actually a long time. So it actually took a decent amount of time to get from 250 to 330 But I think now, you know, the next contract is going to be $400 million, easy. You're going to get to half a bill for one guy eventually. We'll see it in our lifetime. In the next 10 years, we're going to see it. Easy. Yeah. So so then the MLB goes, no way, no thank you. So now cut to May 26th. My birthday's passed. Also important information, not relevant at all to this podcast, though. So the MLB offers a sliding scale. So what they did here was basically here's how the sliding scale would work. So. The players making the league minimum would receive 72.5% of their original salary on a per-game basis, while players with salaries above $20 million would get 20%. Okay? So it would be on a sliding scale. So the guys who made more would make less, and the guys who made less would make more. This basically, when you break down the numbers, they were basically offering... 23.9% of the original 2020 salaries. Now, remember going back to the original prorated deal, they if, if they played if they played 81 games, they were going to get 51% of their salaries. Now in this new format under 82 games, the players are only making 23.9% of their salaries. That's a huge difference, right? That's that went we went from 50% to under a quarter. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. So then now, cut to May 31st, okay? Now the MLB, the players come back, and now here's their proposal. They come back, they go, how about this? How about we give you a 114-game season, but we want full per-game play, pay, okay? So 
They, this has happens five days later. They're standing firm. They want the full prorated salary. So, so again, remember that key term, per game pay. So they're gonna they want to play 114 games and they want to get paid exactly what they would get paid if they play played a full 114 games. Okay. Uh, they also they also wanted the postseason expanded to include 14 teams for two years. That's kind of dope. I kind of like that. It's really not. That's a weird one. Well, it's just seven and seven. Just for two years? Yeah, I don't know. But it's seven and seven. Hey, it makes it interesting. And you know what? If it worked well for two years, you know for a fact they would end up doing this again. You know, they might they might have just keeping it. So um, the actual proposal. Now, this actual proposal, this is important. Remember, the MLB's last proposal was 23.9% of their full season salaries. The players' proposal gives them 70.4% of their salary. So we're talking a huge jump, right? That's a huge jump. Next, now we're getting close to real time here. June 8th, the MLB makes a second offer. So the MLB goes, okay, they basically kind of tweak their first proposal. Here's what they want. They offer, they counter back, they go, here's, here's what we're going to do, players. How about this? How about this player? Hey, player. Hey, player. Here, check out this deal, player. All right. So they go. I would love, so- I would very much love it if the MLB actually talked to the Players Association that way. <laughs> hey, player. All right. Hey, check it out, player. All right. So, see, I'm with you, player, but listen, let, let me break this down, player. All right. So, all right. Here's what they offered a 76 game regular season. Okay. Postseason expanded to 16 teams. Okay, up from 14. Payment is up to 75% of per game pay if the postseason is played. 50% if not. So now, remember, the players wanted full pay per game. Now the MLBs come back on, we'll give you 75% per game. But if the postseason isn't played, it only goes to 50%. The actual proposal here for the full season now, we've gone up not by much though. The MLB is now is our, their counter offer is thirty five point two percent. So twenty three going back to this twenty three point nine was what the MLB offered. The players countered back with a uh, uh, salary that would give them seventy point four percent, and now the MLBs come back and they're only going to offer thirty five point two. This leads us to June 9th and almost all the way to where we are today. June 9th, MLB's second counterproposal moved a step in MLB's favor by going from 114 games to 89. So they've they've now, this is the new players, this is the players' response. So they're going, okay, let's not do 114 games, let's do 89 games. Uh, But they didn't want to do, they they did not want to back off their salaries very much, okay? Here's the details of their plan. This is what the players countered with. They want the season length 89 game regular season. And they then they also agreed on the postseason expanding 16 games, 16 teams, but for two years, which I, I'm not really sure why this is such a big point of contention, but it is. Uh, payment, full prorated salaries. Now, here is what the actual proposal comes down to. It is definitely up by about almost 20% of what we saw the t- uh, saw from the MLB. The MLB's proposal was 35.2. The players, their proposal is 
25% of their original 2020 salaries. That leads to June 10th, where the commissioner, Rob Manfred, says there will 100% be a season. He says, we're going to play baseball in 2020 100%. And uh, he seems pretty confident on it. And then he also said, he said, there was a, the, that belief was likely rooted in the idea that in the worst case scenario, Manfred could unilaterally impose a shorter salary at fully prorated salaries said to be around 48 games. In that case, owners would be able to keep the cost down while getting a big chunk of television money. Okay, In the event of a 48-game regular season season at full play, you're looking at 29.6% of their original 2020 salaries. It wasn't a formal proposal, but it seemed, but but that's kind of what they were thinking. Okay. Now, MLB two days later comes with their third offer. Okay, so so that was simply a theoretical thing. It wasn't an official offer. I mean, if you guys are confused, it's okay because this is confusing ass shit. So, <laughs> MLB's third offer. Two days later, the MLB delivers another proposal. Okay, here it is: season length, seventy-two game regular season okay postseason expanded to 16 teams payment up to 83 percent of per game pay if the postseason is played 70 if the postseason is played they'll give you 83 percent of their per game salary if not 70 percent the actual proposal is now 36.9 percent of their original salaries up uh, or 31.1%. I mean, these these numbers for these guys move so bad, so slowly. So then the <laughs> players came back and said, I should have a bag of popcorn. I know, man. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. So they said, the, the players said, okay, cool. Check this out. We're done negotiating. We're only going to play for a full season Full season, full season or full per game salaries. You tell us where and where to report and we'll be there. But if you're not doing that, we're not going to get on the field. And then that leads to June 15th today where Manfred Nagel says he's no longer 100% sure. <laughs> five days later. MLB's gonna, yeah. Five days later after saying, I'm a 100% baby. 100%. We're coming back. 100%. We're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ooh, 100% player. Not we're coming back, player. Not 100% anymore. <laughs> not 100% anymore. <laughs> Uh, don't feel confident, Chuck. Don't feel confident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this is what his exact, quote was, exact quote was. I'm not confident. I think there's real risk. And as long as there's no dialogue, that real risk is going to continue. It's just a disaster for our game. Absolutely no question about it. It shouldn't be happening. And it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. Yeah, for the benefit of our fans. That's really what this is about. What a PR... Horse manure filled statement. <laughs> I know what a pile of shit. Uh, Raymond, in the words of myself 20 minutes ago, what a clusterfuck. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Raymond, let me ask you do, does the reboot for the San Francisco Giants begin this season, or are we just going to have to wait a whole nother season? What the hell is going to happen? Or are they, or do you think they're going to push it to this 48 game thing and then impose it and then force them to go? I think there's a good chance that baseball doesn't happen, but if the players hold their ground, which I certainly hope they do, then I think MLB will be like, well, I mean, like, 
if if the players did this more regularly, like unified together like this, I mean, obviously this is why they have a players association to begin with to advocate for the the majority of players. Uh, you know, when they want things to change, but in this case, you know, we've I mean we've had strikes before in baseball, but I, this one's obviously a little bit different because there's extenuating circumstances that are being imposed on to the entire country. Uh, and the entire world of sports that they're trying to find some sort of common middle ground to compromise to get this to get the sport going in some form of fashion but i don't i just don't think i think there's a i think there's a really good i think right now like manfred says it's no longer 100 percent. i think baseball's probably in the ballpark uh pun intended of about 70 percent I think there's a 70% chance that the season happens. I don't think it cancels, although I think it'd be nice. I think it would be nice to – the only re reason why I say that, because I, I love baseball, but the only reason why I say that is because it would be a spite to the league for trying to implement, you know, that horse that horse series of horse shits of deals that they tried to throw at the players, and the players said, uh-uh, I don't like horse shit. <laughs> don't, don't feel it. Yeah, I'm not feeling it, you know. So I think that uh, I think that the players are right, and I stand with the players. You know, I support the players' position on this one. But man, has it been a shitty start for the Giants' rebuilding phase? I mean, luckily, like baseball doesn't require the same sort of like team gelling that football and even basketball requires, just because the game is methodical. It's kind of one player at a time. You know, there's there's it's not there's not a whole lot of you know moving parts to baseball you know it's it's one player at a time pitcher throws batter swings or not swings catcher catches or doesn't catch you know in, in that order you know it's, it's obviously very fast in, in that particular sequence but i mean even you know but that's just how the game works so I, it's ultimately not going to hurt them too much obviously you do want good clubhouse chemistry that it that is that is something that does affect teams but again not to the same degree as football and baseball so i don't think it's necessarily hurting in that regard but i mean if you're a giants fan you're just like oh well well if i you were if if you were looking forward or not looking forward to seeing you know a rebuilding season of the giants you know which is obviously going to be shitty no matter how you slice it unless there's some kind of miracle you know unless the coaching and management just do a dynamite job of bringing players together and calling up the right guys at the right time and those those guys that get called up do great which usually doesn't happen guys come up and down all the time throughout the season for every team but unless it was an alignment of special stars you know i think this season was going to be a, a shitty losing season anyways so it's kind of similar territory like like the warriors i don't know if they'd be the worst in baseball but you know they're going to be like vying for like fourth place in the NL West, so uh, maybe third. I just don't see them. It, if, if the season doesn't happen, I'm not going to be sweating tears. That's for sure. But uh, I would like to see a season. But I would also like to see them spite the league if, if they if if we come at a standstill. I I doubt it though. I I seriously doubt. The MLB is going to be like, no, we need to make some money because they obviously have quotas that they want to get to and shareholders and all that kind of jazz and. Uh, sponsors that they have contracts with although i'm sure that there's amendments going on that have been going on for the last few months just with everything going on so naturally there's going to be some changes there but ultimately 
I think baseball is probably going to be, I don't think baseball is going to start, you know, anytime soon. I think baseball will probably start in August or September. If they do reach an agreement, it'll be August or September or even October. Mm. Octo- it'll start when the playoffs typically start. If they keep pushing this, this, uh, this tag, you're it. Nope. No. Now you're it. You know, right now MLB's tagged. Let's see if they tag back. Well, Ray, I am a little bummed. You know, this reboot, you got to get through those growing pains. I still was optimistic that we would have a chance to uh, at least be competitive, uh, at least, you know, have one or two nice stretches like we did last year. But this definitely puts the damper. I am more pessimistic than you. I'm about 50-50 that the season actually happens. I'm not confident that for sure we are going to have a MLB season. There's just so much infighting. I think at the end, we're going to end up having a season that's... I think once they get to, like, there's only 50 game le- fifty games left, then we'll have a season. We might have, like, a really short season. And I swear to God, if the Dodgers win, I will jump off of a bridge. <laughs> the one time they win, it's because, it's because they didn't have to play 162 games. That's the thing. Whoever... And let's say hypothetically speaking let's say a season happens and it's drastically shortened you know less than half whoever wins in my personal opinion you do not have full credit you if if it was up to me i would put a big ass asterisk right next to that team's name sorry you did not play the full season you do not get the full credit you know you don't i don't i don't get an A on, uh, I'm not asked to write an essay and then I turn in two paragraphs, you know, and then full credit, you know, you got to write the fucking essay. So if the season starts, you know, they're they're not obviously an elementary analogy there, but I think uh, whoever wins it this season, assuming that a season happens, they, they don't get full credit in my book. So if it is the Dodgers, heaven forbid, if it is the Dodgers, it will still be a, big running joke because it took they could only if, if that's the case then they had to have a handicap season in order to win a championship those sons of bitches all right raymond let's go into the major conversation that we need to have yeah let's go to the good news let's go to the good news and the good news is the good news is that our boy mr kyle shanahan is the first coach since Steve Mariucci to be extended a second term with the 49ers. He is back. A six-year extension. Let's go. The man, the myth, the greatest play caller in the game. He will be returning. He will be here. He is a San Francisco 49er for the next 112 years. That'd be an amazing contract. (laughs) I'd love to know the numbers for that one. I know. I would love to see like half cyborg him. He's like in a wheelchair. He's like, <laughs> he's like all just like just all robotic. His brain is half. His brain is augmented with chips and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he's back. So multi-year extension. Multi-year extension. How do you feel? Six years. So the the latter half of the of the first six-year contract that now gets loaded with the with three years of a brand new six-year contract. So he basically gets three more years added on to his existing contract. So he's obviously going to get a bump in pay raise. He obviously becomes top five highest paid coaches in the NFL. 
and we don't know what the numbers are. So he's he's top five. So he's in there. He's somewhere in there. He's not Bill Belichick. I mean, John Gruden's ten million. Bill Belichick is twelve million. Um, the the coach after that, gosh, who who's after that? Um, that's right. Uh, Sean Payton makes just under ten. And Pete Carroll makes 11. So you have Bill Belichick at 12, Pete Carroll at 11, John Gruden at 10, Sean Payton at 9. Kyle Shanahan's probably right right, uh, right behind Sean Payton. Got to win a chip. So he's top five. So, I mean, the next one is like John Lynch. I mean, I think a lot of people would have expected these deals to get done concurrently like they did when they signed him. But uh, according to the reports, it just says that Kyle Shanahan's deal just moved really swiftly. I'm not sure what the delay is, if any, at John Lynch. You know, I think because John Lynch is not necessarily, I mean, I I would John Lynch is kind of part of that deal, but they were hired at the same time. Sometimes GMs, because according to the report, Kyle Shanahan met with Jed York about the extension. But there's lots of instances where the head coach will meet with the GM for those contract talks too. It'll be a combination of the of the owner and the GM. Um, to negotiate that but i think in this case he went straight to jed so so i guess going forward john lynch would also will also be meeting with jed maybe they just did it first you know hey kyle shan you're first maybe tomorrow it'll be john lynch you know we'll, we'll have to wait and see or maybe maybe john lynch is after next season who knows who knows i i would i don't know if it'll go that far i think if you're going to reward kyle the same way you have to reward john because without without john's success kyle doesn't have that same success their success feeds one another john's been great so john's been finding the players for for kyle shannon john's been setting them up and kyle's been knocking them down so i think that you have to reward john in the same vein that you've rewarded kyle i think if they do that it'll show synchronicity it'll show consistency it'll it'll just it'll reflect a a unified agreement in this team's future on on all of the executive levels at least with the two main most important executive positions on a team. And this is the first time this has happened since Steve Mariucci, who got a two-year extension from his 1997 contract. So it's been a long time since we have invested further into a head coaching position. Absolutely. And I'm really excited, Raymond, and I think this is great. This shows, obviously, faith. There was a lot of really silly talk in the beginning, skeptics saying that, you know, Jed York... You know, if 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 Kyle doesn't doesn't perform, Jed York's gonna you know he's gonna fire him. Despite how often, how many times he reiterated that this would not happen again. He was looking for consistency. He was looking for a coach that could be the coach of this team for the next decade. And clearly, he's found it. He's making good on that word. That will put us at nine years by the time uh, all is said and done. I will be probably at that point twenty three, twenty four years old. And um, I believe I'm 24 years old in nine years. So that's uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him go through my adult age. Yes, that'll be exciting for all of us. Um, you'll you'll be as old as uh, you and Nick Bosa are, are going are gonna to have similar <laughs> age trajectories. Yeah, by the time that that day comes around. So I, I think this is this is obviously a testament to how well. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have worked out together. And, you know, even Matt Mayoko said the same thing in an article he wrote today, you know, talking about the contract extension. But I think the, uh, you know, according to him, the the next, you know, the next domino that's going to fall 
in these big, you know, contract negotiation talks because we're all still waiting for George Kittle too. That's supposed to happen. John Lynch said it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. But I think John Lynch is the next one to fall. I, I'm going to say John Lynch happens tomorrow. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say John Lynch happens tomorrow. So at the time of this recording, maybe you hear this recording the same day he gets signed. I believe it'll be a 24-hour turnaround be, uh, when, by the time we hear John Lynch's contract extension announcement, which will be similar. Okay, so let me ask you a question, Raymond. Kittle, one week, new contract. Over, under, do you take that bet? <laughs> I think over. I think it still takes time for George Kittle. I think more than a week. Would, would, you, would you say before the season or after the season? Before. Before. Mm-hmm. Get it out the way. Not that something like that. I, I, I think the way Kittle's mind works, I don't think he would let a contract situation like that really bother him and affect his play. But I think either way, you still want to get that done before the season. You want to lock up. You want to lock up your best player because if you don't, their narrative all season long from the press regarding George Kittle is going to be like, you know, are you going to sign him at the end of the season? Are you going to sign him at the end of the season? Where could George Kittle end up if the Niners don't sign him? Where are they going to end up? What uh, what kind of trade capital could they get for him if they do end up losing him? All that kind of horseshit talk is going to happen if they don't take care of this now. So you nip it in the butt now so that the narrative going forward can be on Kittle's performance throughout the season and his zaniness on and off the field that's what you want it to be you don't want it to be where's Kittle going to end up narrative all season long that I think the Niners that's why the Niners need to sign him now that way they can avoid that kind of it'd be more of a PR annoyance than anything else it wouldn't necessarily be a distraction I would say but just be a PR annoyance I'm with you on that last question Raymond and then we got to run out of here are the Niners, are we going back? Revenge tour? Oh, yeah. We're going back. Revenge tour is happening. Yes! They're going to go back. They're going to go back for sure. They're going to go back to the Super Bowl and win it. Let's go! I'm ready. I'm so ready. So you've, seen, you've, he- or you've heard it here on this particular episode, so, so clip, clip this in your, uh, your Goldcast Logbooks uh, listeners. And, uh, Andy Laird, I'm, exp- I'm expecting you to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he will do that. <laughs> You said it. You said it. That's right. That's right. Why not us campaign? And, yeah. And if I'm wrong, I will eat a shoe off camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, Ray. All right, folks. Do you think the SF Giants will play this season? Let us know. Go over. Re- reach us at any of our social media um, handles. Let us know. Do you think the Giants will come back? And lastly, you excited? Are you how happy are you for Kyle Shanahan's new contract? Yeah. Let us know, folks. And when does John Lynch get signed? When does Kittle get signed? <clears throat> when does John Lynch get signed? When does Kittle get signed? Let us know. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisa Third, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Silisa first, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. Let's go! This is is the Gold Cast.